So the question I want to ask today is, are you living in survival mode? Or are you living to your fullest self? And in asking that question, it probably makes sense, doesn't it, for me to explain what I mean by survival mode. Well, survival mode is that way of living that we develop when we feel under threat, when we feel that our environment is not as safe as it could be, where maybe our environment is even often a scary place. And so living in survival mode is basically how anybody would live if they were under threat. Like if there was a lion in your house now, you would not be wandering around carefree. You would be hyper alert. You'd be tensed up. You'd be very vigilant. You'd probably be feeling very panicky. And there'd be certain things that you simply wouldn't do. You might edit yourself because you don't want to attract the attention of the lion. And all of those modes of living where we edit ourselves, where we're hyper alert, where we're vigilant, where we're tense, where we're anxious, where maybe we even choose not to display certain emotions because they're not particularly welcome in this environment. They're all signs of living in survival mode. And it may well be that the survival mode was developed back then, and maybe that survival mode doesn't really fit your environment now, but it did back then. And of course, if survival mode fits your environment, it's entirely spot on, isn't it? It's an act of genius to behave that way and to act that way and to be so vigilant if there is some danger in the now. But if it was a long time ago, then maybe living in survival mode is getting in your way somehow. And so survival mode isn't something that's wrong with us when we live like that. It's actually a sign of our very real genius, because especially if we develop this way of being to get through how things were for us. We probably did that very young. Isn't that amazing when you think how small and how recently that person has arrived on the planet? How recently it's even acquired speech? And yet, you as that person were smart enough, had such genius to figure out what was the safest way to be. What things that you had to kind of prune, what things you had to repress or edit and various ways that it would make more sense to believe about yourself that would help you do those things, which made life safer, given what you were going through and given the environment didn't feel safe. Wasn't that really an act of genius on your part, especially considering how young you were when you came up with this figuring out? And so it's possible, because beliefs are like this, aren't they? That that thing that kept us safe back in those times, that we maybe cling to them now, even though the environment may have changed, even though the threat level is different. We still cling to those ways 
that got us through. And they were very successful because you're listening to this, aren't you? You're, you're still around. And as a survival technique, it's really worked. And yet now it's getting in your way somewhat. Now you're noticing that this thing seems to be stubbornly hanging around because you've thought this way and acted this way for such a long time that it seems to be your kind of go-to. On autopilot, you will go to this. It's almost outside of your consciousness, maybe, at this point. And yet when you think about it and observe it, you notice that it does get in the way now. And maybe you notice if your environment is safer these days. Maybe you notice that it's not actually needed in the way it was needed when we first develop it. And so it's interesting, isn't it, to be able to take that step back and say, am I actually still in survival mode? Are the ways of me being in the world now, do they fit the world I live in now or did they... Were they simply a genius way of getting through and navigating the environment that I grew up in? Because if we can notice that, that we are actually living in survival mode, and for good reason historically, but we perhaps don't need it anymore, it gives us a great insight, doesn't it? In terms of what might be getting in our way and, and why it's there in the first place. And it can even lead us to kind of praise ourselves for this thing that's getting in our way because we created it for a good reason and it really worked. It really helped us through. But noticing that we're in survival mode now gives us that level of awareness where we can see what's going on and think, ah, okay, so that's the thing that might be helpful to change. It might be helpful for me to move from survival mode, which perhaps I no longer need, to living fully, to bringing back those parts of myself that just weren't safe to feel or believe or to show or to do back then, but they are safe now. And so once we realise that we're living in survival mode, it allows us to start to make a different intention, an intention to move out of the survival mode that maybe we don't need anymore into a life where we fully live, where we fully express all the parts of us that weren't safe or permitted back then, that we kind of reclaim ourselves and rediscover ourselves in our fullness. And so I just wanted to share that idea with you about survival mode. Because doesn't it make sense that we would live in survival mode if it got us through the scariest parts? But doesn't it make sense too that if our material reality has now changed, that we're now in a position to change too and to bring some of those other aspects of self back online again? And so the question I'd leave you with, I suppose, as I come to the end of this episode is, what are the things that you notice that tell you that you are living in survival mode to some extent? What are those things that are showing up in life 
which say to you, ah, this is a sign of me living in survival mode. This is a thing I created back then. So perhaps I don't need any more. And well done me for creating that way of being. Given what was happening in my world at the time. What are the things that are showing up though still now? Due to the fact that you're still believing those things, doing those things, repressing those things, editing yourself in certain ways. Where does it actually show up in a concrete way? And beyond that, I would ask, what is it you would like instead of that? If you were to move from that survival mode to really living to your fullest extent, bringing all of you back online, if that were to happen miraculously, what are the things that you would notice? What are the changes in some of those situations that you've just thought of? I was telling you that survival mode was present. What are the what are the changes in those examples that would tell you that actually survival mode has been left behind and now you're living to your fullest extent, the fullest version of you? If you were to suddenly miraculously switch to that, put forward your imagination and think, how would I notice that this miracle had happened? How would I notice that this change had taken place? What are the things that I would be noticing about my beliefs or the things that I do or the emotions that I show or connect with or whatever at all, really? But when you make that shift from survival mode to living to your fullest extent, what are the things going on in life and in you? that tell you that the change has taken place. And so if you find this idea useful, please spread it around to anybody else who you think would find it useful as well. If you want to subscribe to the podcast, you can. It's completely free. Just subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And you can watch them as videos on a sliceoftherapy.com. And whether you're in Liverpool or anywhere else in, in, in the country or in the world, You could work with me directly. I'm Alan Parry from the Liverpool Psychotherapy Practice and you'll find me at liverpoolpsychotherapy.co.uk. So as ever, thanks for listening and I'll be back with another one tomorrow.